Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Game Table! This is another Game Table. I'm Seamus Byrne. Thanks for coming again. Or if it's your first time, thanks for joining us. There's one more episode prior to this one where I spoke to Jerry Hawkins and Jeremy Crawford. Today, I'm talking to Deborah Ann Wall and Xander Genere. So, do you know who they are? Deborah Ann Wall, uh, first known for her work on True Blood, the old HBO series, and perhaps many of you better know her from her role as Karen Page on Daredevil on Netflix. Uh, she is also the dungeon master of a really cool show called Relics and Rarities uh, as part of the Geek and Sundry Network. And yeah, we talk a lot about that, her journey into uh, D&D. And we also kind of explore the whole idea of behind the scenes uh, are a lot of actors playing a lot of D&D because it does feel like there's a cool crossover there between the whole improv vibe uh, that D&D has to offer and the fact that all of these actors are starting to come out of the woodwork as being big D&D nerds. Also talking to Xander Genere, who is one of the performers on Relics and Rarities. He also has a really cool back catalogue of uh, efforts across YouTube. He was on a, a TBS show called King of the Nerds, which I've never seen, um, but you might know him from that. Uh, and he's also in a nerd parody band called Library Bards, and he is a lot of fun. So, look, this pairing was a really fun chat, as I say, really talking a, a bit about we didn't really sort of delve into relics and rarities as a concept. I think you can go and catch up on that show uh, through the various interweb options that are available. But yeah, really digging into their journey uh, in and around D&D and uh, particularly with, yeah, with Deborah, she really explored some interesting uh, aspects of the fact that she was a little later to the game uh, and yeah, came in with a little bit more of that sense of would people really accept me playing this game uh, and how great that journey has been, particularly over the last year between last year's D&D Live and this year's. Uh, so I'm not going to add any more preamble. Uh, stay tuned after the conversation and you can find out what this uh, what this episode's code word will be for the competition that we're going to be running uh, a little later on uh, in the week. So here it is, Game Table's conversation with Deborah Ann Wall and Xander Genere. You know, how long has D&D been like this hidden secret behind the acting world that then is suddenly you know, ah. blossomed into Twitch performances? Sure, sure. Yeah, has everyone just been quietly playing games behind the scenes? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think you sure. can speak a little more to this too, but uh, like, there's always the, the open secret that you have a lot of time when you're on a set. And so you have to fill it with something, whether it's learning lines or, <laughs> or uh, playing with your co-stars or, or whatever. And so this game particularly just kind of lends itself because it can be pretty mobile. All you really need is a D20 and you can just kind of theater the mind everything, including character sheets. But, yeah. uh, but no, I think it, it lends itself to a performer because it's a, a fun outlet that, that we get to 
kind of play things that we would never maybe play on screen or even like animated or whatever. We get to create the the character. Yeah, and it it gets you out of your head. It requires yeah. that you play from your gut and from your instincts, and that's always a really good space to start when you're at work. Yeah, <laughs> um, in our profession, you know, yeah. probably if you were you know a scientist or a doctor, it's Who good knows? to be in your head. But, yeah, uh, oh, that's true. <laughs> but yes, yeah. but for us, it's better to not be. Uh, so yeah, I, I like it for that reason. It's good. It's good practice vice versa as well mm-hmm. um i think being an actor makes me a better dungeon or dungeons and dragons player and yeah. being a dungeons and dragons player makes me a better actor storyteller yeah look i think um I'd, I'd love to know when in your life did you kind of first wave your D freak flag you know did you have friends in school or something or was mm-hmm. it a later arrival um you know, thanks to this kind of new era of mm-hmm. accessibility sure yeah mine was later i came to it as an adult I'd always wanted to play, but didn't start until I was in my sort of mid-20s. But I played in secret for a very long time. I don't know about secret. I just didn't. The only people who knew we played were the people I played with because there wasn't anyone to talk to about it. Um, And then I was was asked to do Critical Role and I turned it down. Oh, no. Because I was too scared about exposing this part of myself. (laughs) And I didn't know any. I didn't watch anything. Like I was like, "What is this? Those strangers!" Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know who they were. And then Joe Manganello, who I'd been on True Blood with, but we didn't know that we played. You're right. We had <laughs> so no idea. Funny. So we, we we didn't. I mean, we didn't spend that much time on set together either. Sure. But uh, he threw Nathan Stewart through him convinced me to do a uh, season of Force Gray. Right. And that was the oh, first yeah. time I was like, I'm here and I'm <laughs> Don't tell me I'm bad, please. <laughs> and then it just grew from there. You were like more great. nervous about playing uh, a season of a D&D game than you might have been for auditioning for other parts? No, no, no. I'm nervous for everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this one was tricky because the community that I the stereotypical community, the community that I thought existed, I thought was going to say, you've only been playing three years, get out, or you're not doing it right, or that was the wrong addition. I I thought for sure that I was going to get slaughtered. Um, But I think that was because I didn't, I didn't know. And that was an older community that I, that thankfully has kind of gone out of style. And I've been only pleasantly surprised by how welcoming and cool everyone's been. And, and I think that's been a big part of why I've wanted to be a champion for coming to play and not being intimidated and, and saying it's okay to play this anyway and make as many mistakes as you want. Cause I don't want people to hold off as long as I did. Yeah. Yeah, and then for me, I've been playing since around the fifth grade. Uh, I got introduced by my father, uh, which was crazy. Uh, but I would not have a lot of friends to who would want to play all the time. So whenever it was my birthday, my friends were coming anyway. I made them play. <laughs> yeah. And I made someone else DM for me, too. I wanted that to play. Cool <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been. it's been a part of my life uh, from early on. And I played all through high school and college. And now I've kind of made a career out of it, which is, is fantastic. And I never would have seen coming in a million right? years. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So super lucky. Yeah. And what do you feel like, um, you, like from your side of the fence, I guess, what do you feel that fans love the most about watching people play D&D? Because, again, yeah, when we think of Twitch overall, it, yeah. I mean, you know, first it had that, why would anybody watch people play video games? Yeah. Um, you know, now it's like, why would people watch other people sit around a table and, and tell stories? Absolutely. But it, I mean, it's... 
I, you know, I can think of plenty of reasons. Sure, why. yeah. No, but it doesn't make sense. That's the thing. And that's why this is all wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no, but I think it, it really connects with people um, because they can see things that they aren't seeing in traditional media. And I've spoken about this before, but I think that that's why the queer community is kind of at the forefront of a lot of D&D things, which I never would have associated uh, one with the other. Uh, but we can now tell stories from uh, underrepresented groups or stories that you don't get to see because of networks or one thing or another. Yeah. And I think that's really freeing and that's what draws a, a large portion of the audience. Yep, great answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, with, with Relics, I think I wanted to touch on the whole uh, that whole side of the story where you bring in people for the first time. I think it, it is, for a lot of people, probably a really good example of sort of what can they do to try to find new people or how do you bring them in gently? How do you give... So, you know, I'd love sort of some of your thoughts on on that whole side of things of, of trying to make sure that people feel, feel welcome at the table. Yeah. Well, one, you have a great group of players. I mean, it, I, I knew everyone was in good hands and that no one was going to yell at someone if they rolled wrong or, did something, you know. Um, but also, in, in my experience, I don't actually go over too many of the rules oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. i'm pretty much like you're just i'm gonna tell you what you see yeah explore tell me what you want to do and we'll figure it out yeah because I, I i think that those even character sheets can be kind of intimidating there's a lot of information on there yeah but you don't actually really need to know it to play as it's long as a the dm yeah. knows so i would one thing i really appreciate about the main cast on our show is that they play from their own imaginations first and then look to their sheets and say, well, how do I support that? Rather than going, um, I'll yeah. do the thing that's on the third page. You know, right. I, it, there's a really, it's, it's them that are, they are shining. Um, so I, I, I try to encourage that in new players and say, you don't need to know any of the rules. You don't even really need to know what you can do. Just tell me what you as a person in this situation wants to do. And we'll figure out how your character does it. And maybe they don't even do it very well. You can still do it. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine. Yeah, I love playing with new players. I love introducing D and uh, I did a video with D and uh, introducing it to my mother. Yeah. Uh, so her and her friends from the bar in Wisconsin played for the first time. Brilliant. But something about having played for so long, the new people that come in, especially new people with more life experience, they do things that are wild that I would never think to do. Julie is a great example. Oh my god! I Your faces with Julia. <laughs> first few episodes you get used to it towards the end sure. but like the first two episodes she does things and you're like what <laughs> no what? okay i'm gonna pretend to be a little fool <laughs> but you're dead but I, I love it and the ghost okay <laughs> but no but then by like so third creative. fourth episode you're like yep yep what do you want me to do annabella <laughs> But yeah, just that creativity. And I think that speaks to what I had mentioned before about like maybe media or writing has gotten stale and now we look for new things and, and new players bring this fresh energy into it. Uh, and it's amazing. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's such a good point that if it, sometimes it feels like when you watch that 
you're you're sharing the table with them. Yeah. yeah. It's not just I'm watching this incredibly well produced blah blah blah. You know, it's yeah. sure. it's like I'm hanging out with yeah. some buddies of mine. You know, yeah. I mean, is the way you get feedback from people is it all is it familiar in that sort of way almost? Because yes, yeah, yeah. very sure. much so. I mean, people will come up at conventions and things like that and talk to me about things that my character did, yeah. <laughs> and but I super appreciate it. It's fantastic. But like, yeah, I was there. <laughs> but it's funny because and you said this earlier. Sure. So I, when you play D&D, all you want to do is talk to other people about yes. it. And Xander said the most amazing thing earlier, which is like when you tell people about things that happen in your D&D game, it's like telling them about a dream. Like it doesn't, like they don't get it. Yeah, they, they weren't there. And especially if they're not players, they're like, why are you telling me about yeah. that? There were orcs. What's happening? Yeah. But what's really, really fun is that it is with this show. It's like they've peeked into your dreams. Right. And they were there with you when it happened. Yeah. And so you can share that narrative. Absolutely. It's such a gift because, like like she said, we get to talk to them about it and share and commiserate. And that's something that I don't think happens very often. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's such a, that's yeah. such a good way to think about it. Isn't it perfect? Yeah. Xander's yeah. a genius. No. <laughs> But also, too, come to think about it, like, if you're playing a character, someone else made that character. Like, you had input and things like that. But if somebody asks you a question, like, what is this character doing next season or whatever, like, you can't, you're not the writer. You don't know. But if somebody asks me a question about what would Ricky do in this situation, I feel qualified to answer because I play him. You know, I made him, you know. And, Deborah, you're also, because you're, uh, you know, writing and DMing and all those sort of do you feel like that's enhancing all of those like beyond just the the acting side of it that that writing and directing type skills do you feel like that part of you is growing in the in the wider performance sense? people keep asking I me know they question. want you to direct to I know to see your work. I, I, it's so funny <laughs> to me I know I know is that what this is about um, um, I, I, they challenged me on this on the other table sure. and he's he's kind of right right I, except he's not because the the things the things that excite me about storytelling are details sure. they're little tiny things and they're about being present in the moment and i think at a certain point writers outside of dungeons and dragons have to step away yeah and directors outside of dungeons and dragons <laughs> have to kind of care about the big picture and i'm interested in the big picture in terms of sort of structure and journey yeah. But I don't really care thematically or what color lighting this is or, you know, if it's a wide shot. I just don't care. I'm not the kind of, I never ask what the shot is when I'm acting. For me, I'm like, I'm in a documentary. Sure. Capture it. You know, and, and sure, I'll move over two inches if it's better for your shot. Like, I'm a helpful person. But I, I, it doesn't change what I'm doing to know whether it's lit red or, you know, it just doesn't, I don't care. So... For me, I, this can this strengthens my storytelling abilities overall, and it's been really exciting to be a creator from the beginning and mm-hmm. see it all the way through and say, "Hey, here are my reference photos and my my descriptions." And they built a set. Right. That was really exciting. Normally, when I come to a set, everything's done, and I get no say. And I go, "Okay, this is where Karen Page lives." this is where Karen Page lives. I guess I have to just take all that on and say yes to everything. And that's a great exercise, but it's been really exciting to be like, okay, I'm professor Roundland and this is what the curio shop is like. Right. And then let them run with it and then surprise me. Yeah. Now that you put it in that way, you kind of get the, the, 
creative bits or like the most fun bits of directing, but you don't have to do like the, the hard work or I guess so, yeah. not to, <laughs> you did a lot of hard work, but you know what I mean? Not yeah. to worry about the minutia of yeah. everything to make sure this vision, because you have a larger vision, but it's tailored to the story. Mm. And so, yeah, I don't know. I'm just yeah. talking now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one thing about DMing, I remember talking to a video game artist once who pointed out that, you know, that they'd made this beautiful light you know like a lamp on a light post and then when they first sent in some play testers like they ran past that light post in the first half a second and they're like why not look at my light post yeah. <laughs> you know, do you often have kind of little if they went through that door there's like an interesting side thing like, oh yeah yeah i have a million things that they they discovered they didn't not even half the content that was created for them on this show but that's 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 correct Sure. That's that's right. Yeah, they're and not doing it wrong. Right, no, right. they're not doing it wrong. That's correct. As well as great. If you don't if you don't find it, I can use it later, which yeah. is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um and it especially on a show like this where I did have to railroad their where they were going, it, it gave them freedom. So I tried to make sure there were at least three different pathways anywhere they needed to go or wanted to go. So that if they didn't feel like going through that door, that's fine. You can still save the girl in the end, you know. Yeah, and I, like I think every DM has gone through that experience, especially like I've played games where I'm the one sober one at the table because everyone else has been drinking beer all night, <laughs> and this brilliant encounter for the end of the game, everyone's drunk and falling over. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> yeah. I don't allow drinking at my table. Sure, I, normally I don't, but you know sometimes you're like, okay, whatever. Fine, peer pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, normally we get kicked out by now so I'm like I'm running out of oh, yeah. specific questions it keeps happening with us I know we're fast <laughs> we or something um, that's, that's, that's what, what it is um, uh, what has been kind of the most well it doesn't have to be pleasantly surprising I guess but like the most surprising part of having gotten to start doing this stuff in sort of a public setting um, you know like what's been one of the kind of cool surprises, I guess, along the way that, that you, know, you weren't expecting to be part of what this would turn into mm. or if it would turn into anything at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> Surprise number one. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving my life right now because <laughs> basically my jobs are going to set and playing games all the time. And so Relics and Rarities is, is incredible and one of my favorite projects, but I also do like LA by Night and Close to Six and these other RPG shows that... I get to flex so many different character muscles and and play so many different uh, uh, games rules and things like that. Uh, that it's just been, it's amazing, and I don't want it to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and then library bards and like, library bards, like your whole life is like fun. It really <laughs> is. I mean, in one weekend, like I was shooting an RPG show, then I went LARPing over the weekend, then I had a concert with my parody band. I'm like, this is amazing, and everything is awesome. <laughs> Um, I think for me, I, I, this the the reaction to the show and the the impact that it had affected me. I think on a deeper level than I thought it would. Um, <laughs> like we all do, I have some res- unresolved issues from childhood, <laughs> and I out the yeah. <laughs> and I think I had really. Um, I, I had really uh, uh, demonized or villainized who I was when I was younger because it was so disliked by everyone around me that I kind of went, oh, well, yeah, that person must have been unlikable. Um, and the amazing thing about Relics is that it is it is me at like 12 from start to finish. And I was I don't think I realized at the time that that's quite what I was doing. I was just trying to tap into something that felt fun. 
And when it came out, I was saying before, I quite literally was shaking for about the first week or two whenever I would think about it. And I I think it was because there's all that old pent-up angst and fear that when it came out and everyone went, oh, my God, I love this. And I went, oh, it's okay. Like, people like 12-year-old Deb and she's all right. And it was it, it took care of me in a way that I was not anticipating and I think was very... Uh, healthy and validating for me at this point in my life as a grown ass woman <laughs> who needs to get over it. No, no, it's it's crazy because I think that vulnerability is what appeals to people about the show or about your style of DMing specifically. Is that you give yourself permission to get so excited about things yes. and to yes and into it's cool, so I'll allow it. We're we're big dorks at yeah, Alex yeah, yeah. and Marities. <laughs> proud, yeah. proud dorks. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Um, look, I think, yeah, I, I could keep chatting, but I, I can see people starting to move. But sure. look, no, I, I really appreciate the time. I oh, think it's, it's so great to be seeing, you know, people like yourselves kind of finding this space that, yeah. I mean, I guess it, like it's that community thing, right? Yeah, like, that 100%. To yeah. kind of be able to, you know, not even realize you're working through something, but, but you <laughs> kind of, it's it feels like a safe space to just have a great time and whatever comes out comes out along the way yeah Yeah. um, i think even for i'm sure for many people's home games like the game table is where (laughs) they get to kind of just have this cool moment with yeah with people Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. and you know growing up in this in this age you were taught that like the internet is dark and full of terrors and (laughs) it is but it's been so nice to discover this bright light you know this community that has found itself and keeps expanding because people share it because they love it and it's not a marketing thing it's not it, it's all genuine and that that i think speaks volumes yeah it was it was here last year that that hit me because even when i did force gray it was just a few of us in a studio and we shot the thing and then went home it wasn't like i experienced the community very much um so it was here last year and i was really nervous to do that one shot cuz i just didn't know and then being in this room looked like water deep meeting all the people who were so excited to just and they didn't know who I was or what I did, you know, from anything. And so it was just, I don't know, it felt so open and welcoming. And that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it allowed me to do, when I think about my D&D presence, sure. <laughs> just <laughs> like yeah. from zero to 60 in the last year. Yeah. Because it was here really where that changed for me. And now I have a show. I know. <laughs> and I come to these conventions. Follow your dreams, kids. And I play <laughs> games like every week. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys. So <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. This is really this fun. Is nice. Thanks. Weren't they just the loveliest pair of people? I thought that was just, yeah, a really, really great conversation and went to some interesting places. So thanks again to Deborah Amwell and Xander Genere from Relics and Rarities. You can find it over at Geek and Sundry, and I will link it up in the show notes. Today's code word is relics. Funnily enough. What a surprise. Um, uh, look, if you guessed that and uh, never got to the end here to listen to that, then good luck to you as well. Uh, more episodes coming up very, very shortly, so stay tuned. I've still got conversations with Chris Perkins and Joe Manganello, uh, Mike Merles, B. Dave Walters, uh, and, yeah, a whole bunch of other people as well that I can't even remember. Uh, it was such a great time at D&D Live and such a great opportunity to catch up with so many awesome D&D fans uh, and the makers as well. So please share this show 
with everybody you've ever met. Uh, and make sure you're sub- subscribed if you're listening to this on a uh, web service of some kind. Uh, and yeah, just spread the word and keep tuning in. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Seamus. Please let me know what you think of the show. It's always great to get some feedback and know that people are out there enjoying the work that I'm putting together. You can find this show. You can find all my other shows over at Biteside.com. And until next time, keep those dice rolling. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.